the sexiest hour in professional wrestling podcasting ladies and gentlemen it is the sexiest hour i dare say in all of podcasting there is no one in the podcasting world that is sexier and that is without a doubt it's been proven hands down string theory the big bang theory gravity have not been proven but the fact that this is the sexiest thing in the history of podcasting 100 hands down proven what is going on it's the 1111 boys, ladies and gents, coming to you live. WLR, what's up, Hami Media? What's up, PW Hustle? Everybody's doing well. I take it. My dude is with me. The Andrew Bello, the god of thunder, the doctor of thundernomics, Sour B. What's going on, buddy? Not too much, man. Yeah, I got a few nicknames, too. I could keep up with oh, yeah. Mecca G, Billy oh, the yeah. Kid, Billy Absolutely. Ray Valentine, the, the one true Spanish god. We've got we've got many. Cody Loads. <laughs> Cody how could we forget? How could we forget Cody Loads? But I'm uh, I'm doing all right. Happy to be back in the locker room. Happy I remembered this week. Uh, my apologies, our apologies in general for some of the delays and cancellations recently. We are not about canceling people. We're most certainly not about canceling WLR and ourselves. So we apologize for anybody who was inconvenienced by our absence. But uh no, happy happy to be back. I'm kind of a new man working for a new company, got a new office set up, got a new phone, got a phone without a fucking Damn. home button. It's a miracle I'm making phone calls right now. I don't even I don't even know. A new uh, <laughs> new iPhone, not the new iPhone, but a new iPhone. Damn. And uh it's 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 you know, I feel like a fucking old man, I'm 36 trying to figure this shit out. My daughter's laughing at me. It's like <laughs> The guy at the the guy at the damn Apple store didn't know what to do with me because I was like demanding a phone with a home button. And he he's like, no, man, it's 20 literally said to me. And I quote, it's 2023, bro. Damn, bro. <laughs> so, damn. yeah, so I got schooled by uh, by a brother who's been working at a uh, at a fucking T-Mobile store for 20 years because he still wow. remembers like the plug in things that you have to do to like transfer data from one phone to another, which means he's mm -hmm. been there for 15, 20 years. Um, but yeah, he schooled me. So here we are and uh, <laughs> back in the locker room. And before I rant about anything else, I'm sure I've got plenty to rant about. Let's introduce our main event of the evening. Okay. And he comes to us from the land of the bull by way of the Denver airport. He stands at six feet, 6.6 inches tall, weighing in. At an unbelievably spelt 666 pounds, all biceps. Oh, we got, we're just that's that's like a fucking half ass bicep stress. Come on, you gotta give me a little something. Give me a little something. Where it, there it is. He is the master of the massive memories. You okay? I'm sorry. I didn't know. The connoisseur of the colossal kajungas and the hunker of you. Hooters, 
Yeah, it's still Triple H. He's sexy. No, not Triple H. He's stranglery. This guy, strangler. Steve. King! It's always at that one point where I did a little crack. It's so annoying. Anyway, boom. Boom. Thank you, my bells. I appreciate that, man. Congratulations on the new gig. I know like, uh, a couple weeks ago you were kind of itching to get out of there. So, you know, it's pretty cool that you get everything set up. Did you get the new uh, office all set up? You get your 1111 boys photo all hung up and everything? <laughs> it's actually, I, I do have one all framed and ready to go. But um, no, I have, a, I have a weird office situation. So we moved into a new suite. We're like our own branch of this financial institution, you know, that shall not be named. We'll call it Voldemort Finance for now. Uh, so I'm working at Voldemort Finance and uh, we're in like a new branch in like one of a town near really close to my house. So it's awesome. And um, we got like an office suite that has four, five, six like offices. Obviously, two are going to like my big bosses. And then some of a lot of people are working remote full time, so they don't need oh, wow. offices. And then they've got like just this big kind of random room in the middle of the suite that they've just stuck a desk in the corner. That's where I'm sitting right now. So nice. I'm like, I'm sort of baffled that no one said, hey, do you want one of these offices? Because like, right. not like I'm at, a, I'm like, I'm no one on the fucking totem pole over there. But I'm like one of the few people physically there. And like, you're going to have a bunch of empty offices and my dumb ass sitting out in the middle of the fucking office. So wow. it just looks weird. It feels weird. I'm feeling a tad bit disrespect. I'm a guy who can't get no respect around here. Right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a little weird. One of my coworkers like has kind of been trying to coerce them into offering me the office. So we're hoping that that'll happen, but Dude, uh, just move in. I know I'm tempted to do good. that. Problem is right now, logistically, we put like a really shitty desk in the office I would probably want. So I'd have to like somehow covertly get that desk out my giant ass Dude, desk. in. Later. We just set up screens and shit. It's, it's going to be a nightmare. So um, do it after hours, hey, it's only a matter of time hour. before I, I I'll eventually just say something to them and be just like, tell what them you had a, you also had a uh, interview at a uh, muggle uh, real estate and finance and they were offering you an office. Dude, man, I wouldn't even always work that angle. No, I got a, I got a really nice it. bonus coming my way between now and Christmas. So I'm trying to fucking just, just milk it. I hear that, brother. I, <laughs> yeah. hear that. I would work it out, and I give this advice to everybody listening. If you want to get your own office at at work, and then we'll get into edge. If they if, if they're screwing you over, and you want to get your office at work, if no one's in the freaking building and you're there in a cubicle, and there's a perfectly good corner office unoccupied, just move in. Just act like you know. Okay, like right. really, like I mean, I'm not even telling anyone. I'm not saying, hey, listen, can I get a new office? Whatever. No, I'm just gonna go freaking sit there. And when people show up, be like, when, what are you doing here? I mean, what do you mean? What am I doing here? Working quite clearly, and you're interrupting my flow. Okay, <laughs> get out of my office, please. And boom, you just do it. You just, and then everybody will just follow suit. But damn, I should. You probably got promoted, and then you eventually will get promoted. This is the way you do things. This is the way Billy Ray Valentine operates right. all the time. And, Absolutely, and that's just what we do. I this moved is, into uh, eleven eleven. All the plot of an episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Weird, <laughs> but yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure you've heard of the the movie on the secret and of Seinfeld with uh, Michael J. Fox, and, right? I I've, I think I've heard of the movie. I've never seen it. Was, it. it was a movie in the eighties. Yeah, and uh, he goes and he wanted to work for this big corporation, and they didn't hire him. And he was there one day, and he just started. He there was an empty office. 
he just took it and started working <laughs> and they never actually hired him and he ended up being like the biggest dude in the company or whatever and that wow. was like a whole thing yeah that was like the premise of the movie oh, that's what you have to do bells just take it like it's already yours fuck it it's yours bro. yeah this is not like a giant corporation sort of thing. Like it's literally four of us in the office. I'm pretty sure they're going to notice I'm not sitting in the corner and I'm in <laughs> like, the office. Next I can't be stealthy about this shit. I'm good. I'm not that good. Just spray paint 1111 on the wall. <laughs> Dip out. Go. I'm out this okay. bitch. That's the way it's working out. All right. Check this out. So Edge is in AEW. Who? Right. Adam Copeland. Bingo. Okay, Stuart now we're Copeland from, from the police. I, what's up, Stuart Copeland? Um, regardless, uh, Edge is in AEW, right? And, and I was telling the boys before we went live that I, I literally, like, I woke up at, the, I, I didn't watch Wrestle Dream, which is a fucking horrible name for, for a freaking show. You know, the, the Wrestle Dream. What does that even mean? Like, uh, sounds, like, you know, fruity. Yeah, it's, uh, it sounds like. Like the the opener for Xanadu or something. Like I mean, it's it, like what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, it's you like a, it's like a wet dream for marks who like instead of having fantasies about like attractive women, they have fantasies about mm-hmm. like Kenny Omega facing off against Zack Saber Junior. <laughs> Literally, dream. like who exactly. approved that shit? I, I, I'd have been in my fake office saying, yo, get this shit off of my desk right now. Yeah. They must Rest have hired me. the same marketing staff that the fucking NFL did with their recenting mark- recent marketing campaign about the like the script. Like that they're doing this like, hey, we're pretending like you can't make this shit up because we really made all this shit up. And it's all like a it, it's it's so I don't even know what to make of it, honestly. It's either just blatant. And they're just throwing this shit in our face because it is all made up. But now you got like that. Like, that's what they want us to think. God damn you, NFL. Fuck you. I fucking. <laughs> so, you know, a horrible name. Right. So I wasn't watching Wrestle Dream, even though I heard Zack Zaber Jr. And, and Brian Danielson was fantastic. Right. And why wouldn't that be fantastic? Right. So I, I got to go back and watch that. So three in the morning, I wake up for no reason. Can't go back to sleep. I get on Instagram because that's what everybody does at three in the morning. And, uh, and I'm flipping and I see Edge sitting next to Tony Khan. And I'm like, okay, this has got to be uh, uh, artificial intelligence. This has got to be freaking somebody, you know, edited this shit together. Literally, that's what I'm thinking. Right. And then I was like, let me look this up because it's three in the morning and I don't have to go to sleep. Right. I don't have nothing to do. So I'm like, all right, let me look this up. And, and Edge is in AEW and I see him run out. He, you think you know me, and they changed it to you think you know him, and he comes out, and 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 the place erupts, and he's got the Ultra Bridge song going on. Same thing. It's Edge. They're just calling him Adam Copeland, the Rated R superstar, and I'm like, holy shit. And it's a couple of realizations that this did for me, right? Because I think I even said here on this show a few weeks ago that that would never happen, right? I'd be like, Edge, why would Edge go over to AEW? Why? It doesn't make any sense. He is a WWE lifer. Once you're a WWE lifer and you're, in, you're at the top of your game and, and you've main evented WrestleMania, you won the Royal Rumble, you're considered royalty over there. I'm not a big edge guy. Now, neither is Bello. I don't, I don't think Steve is either, but, but I'm not going to put words in his mouth. He, he can talk afterwards. You know, um, regardless of that, he is in the upper echelon of performers for, for the 90s and the 2000s, right? Like, I mean... Hall of Famer, he's a legend, right? It, it is what it is. So th- those there are there are certain people that just don't leave, right? Or maybe they'll go on an ambassador capacity or some nonsense like that. 
but to wrestle, right? Especially at 49. Um, that's that. And as I was telling the boys, I'm like, that, that, it's out, it's done. All the, the, the loyalty that people would have to a Vince McMahon, it's, it's over. There is no loyalty. There, there is, there is no limit on who can go over there. Who plus AEW's throwing money at people, right? So I'm, I'm sure they gave him uh, Adam Copeland a really sweet deal, but I mean, there was no real debate about Brock Lesnar, right? You give Brock Lesnar enough money, he's coming. Now they got the UFC. Oh no, well, that's the WWE that has that <clears throat> UFC connection. But I mean, um, Brock um, Lesnar and AEW would just be so stupid. I, I would. They, I they'll give him the money. Might break wrestling. You who go? <laughs> like I was thinking, somebody like AJ Styles would never leave anymore because there's no reason to. He'll leave. You know, if they give him money, like, I mean, if they give him enough money, he'll go. I mean, I, I think there are a few wrestlers that may never make that transition. Like John Cena is, if John Cena ends up in AEW television, you know, and, and, and this is, and I, I know I'm being long-winded here, but I want to, I want to get it all out so you guys can, 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 can give me your thoughts on it. But um, people were talking about that, that uh, the WWE has become like a feeder system. I mean, or, or AEW has become like a feeder system for WWE. I don't see it that way because Jay Cargill went over there, you know, who who is already a pretty big star. You know, I, I, I don't see it that way. And, and yeah, MJF might go over there too. And, but, but still the, this is, this is trouble. I think for the W not necessarily trouble, but it, it, it's opened up a gateway, in my opinion, or at least it's been shown to, to the people that there, nothing is sacred anymore. People will go over to AEW because they have no allegiance to the WWE because it's no longer Vince McMahon owned, right? And it's just like, whatever. What, what, what am I sticking around for if these people are going to give me freaking $5 million, $6 million to go over there and do whatever for a bit? So I'm going. And Vince is probably like, yeah, man. You know, go ahead. No probs. You know, uh, it's all, it, everything is out the window right now. So Edge is there with Christian. Let's see what the hell developed from this. It was interesting as hell. I can't wait to see AEW on Wednesday to see Edge come out and, and, and cut a promo, see what he has to say. The WWE had offered him a, a, a contract. He turned it down. You know, he said it was in his inbox and he just hadn't signed it yet because he had a hell of a... Of a of a moment in Toronto, and he doesn't think that he can top that. Apparently, that was all bullshit. It was either all bullshit or $4 million made him change his mind about that, right? And he's like, well, let me go hang out with my boy Christian for a little bit and uh, make a ton of money, you know, and probably, you know, I don't know, wrestle Sting, you know, and, and, and that'll be a thing. I don't know. Bells, what do you think about all of this, about, about yeah. Mr. Adam Copeland going over to AEW? Yeah, a, a lot of things to say about this. I mean, yeah, you're right. There is no such thing. I mean, I don't even think people were loyal to Vince so much as, as they were loyal to WWE because WWE was like, you know, it was everything to the industry right. for the longest time. So, you know, even a guy like like Edge, maybe, you know, maybe if he wasn't a Hall of Famer and they had that to hang over his head, maybe he doesn't leave. But they, they've already granted him that like fucking 15 years ago or whatever the fuck it was. So they can't really, you know. Right. They could take it away from him, and then it just looks petty at that point. I think they, I think they were cool with him going. To be honest, like yeah, you know, they so. they dotted their eyes and crossed their t's as far as like taking him out of the promotional stuff and the intros to SmackDown. But they didn't dot their eyes and cross their t's as far as like trademarking the rated R superstar and stuff like that. So you know, they're gonna let him take that with them, and 
they could have they could have obviously you know just kind of zipped that up before he left if they wanted to be dicks about it and they didn't so uh you know he gets to keep that he doesn't get to be edge he has to be adam copeland but he could still be the rated r superstar and they're very good about keeping up on their trademarks they have trademarks for shit that we've never even heard of that they've had on lockdown for fucking probably decades at this point so um yeah that's that's just kind of the, the way that they've worked it. But yeah, all right. So he's over there now. They they choreographed it by putting this like meaningless Christian match in the main event. Right. So you know <laughs> you know something's coming up at the end of it. And sure enough, it's Adam Copeland. He comes out. All right. So what happens? I, I saw somebody mention on Twitter that for the first time ever now, Edge, Christian, the Hardys, and the Dudleys are all like outside of wwe's control and hypothetically right AEW can run tlc back if they wanted to oh God. maybe if you throw the bucks penta you know the fucking lucha bros and the best friends or whoever you want to throw in there mm-hmm. to really take all the big bumps but yeah run that shit back if you want that's 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 something that would draw a lot of eyes that's a main event match at any pay-per-view like they're selling at out Wrestle you know Dream next year yeah at wrestle dream 2 tlc returns uh, they'll have to call it something else, I guess, right? Like, uh, I don't know. Can they call it TLC? It was all a dream. But yeah, I don't know that I have any real interest in like seeing Edge fight Sting or Edge fight Kenny Omega or Edge fight, you know, M- 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 MJF or have a fucking mic battle with MJF. I-, I don't know. I was never an Edge guy. Nothing about him is really like great performer, looks the par, plays the role. Sure. Like, I, I just, it just never like jumped off the page to me. The coolest stuff about Edge was like stuff people wrote for him, like Edge being like this maniacal, devious. I cash in, I do this, I rake the eyes, I marry Vicky Guerrero, like I, you know, like whatever fucking, you know, sketchy. It was more about like how the character was written that was cool to me than like anything Adam Copeland was ever doing. Um, but you know, like if they if they gave Randy Orton all that shit, it would have been just as cool. They gave you know CM Punk to a certain extent, kind of took on that role for a little while. Seth Rollins was doing it the same shtick for a long time and it was kind of cool you know just that that shysty heel and you know very manipulative triple h you know the the cerebral assassin all that all that shtick uh you know to me that's more about how like the character is being written than like a performance um but i I feel like i've said that multiple times now so yeah all right he's an aew i don't really care you know to see anything that he's got going on over there. I'm sorry. Like I'm way more interested in a potential CM Punk return to WWE than I am about edge going to AEW. Unfortunately, I think you're right. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see edge over there, but I am not excited to see any matches. And uh, all right. So I like MJF. I like him, right? What's there not to really like, right? I don't, I think, I think he's a tad bit, overdone i think people are are really like saying that he's like the greatest of you know forever that he's you know and he's really good that's that i don't want to take anything away from him but i mean his promos are, they're a little bit overdone in my opinion just a little bit you know it's, it's just he's just a little bit overboard and to be honest uh besides the daniel bryan match and, and brian danielson and and i mean what what great matches has he had i mean i guess i know people are going to come on dude you don't remember the match he had with orange cassidy freaking four years ago whatever no i don't you know and no one fucking cares um I, I don't i don't care about edge versus mjf i don't care about edge versus anybody on that roster i mean edge versus kenny omega it, it doesn't matter to me. um it I edge versus sting i'll watch it 
It doesn't it doesn't really matter to me, though. And this is because of edge, not not necessarily because of anybody else. It's just it's just not a thing. I don't remember any off the chart edge matches in the WWE. There have been matches. You know, there's the TLC matches that everybody loved. Right. But that's the tag stuff, you know. Um, but edge, I'm talking about edge, you know, um, I, I don't know. It, it really wasn't my my thing more than anything else. I'm happy for him. I like edge now more than I ever did. You know, um, and and I don't want him to break his neck, so I, I'd like him to go retire. And and you know, it, it, Edge versus Sammy Guevara, and then Sammy Guevara is gonna do some crazy shit. And it, and and the matches will probably be enjoyable. I just don't care. You know, I just I just don't care about it. So I, I'm kind of with you, Bells. As much as I would hate, I hate to say it. Before I'm, we, I'm uh, we yeah, yeah, before we kick it to Shrizz, it's like the stuff I want, like hypothetically in my mind as a wrestling fan, I want to see Edge do in AEW me as like a human being doesn't want to see edge do an AEW. Like I want, right. I, I want to see TLC four. I want to see, you know, him versus fucking Moxley. They never really cross pads. Like, and they can fucking do some crazy, you know, off the wall, you know, akin to him and Foley back at WrestleMania, kind of like insane hardcore match. Uh, you know, they could do something like that. Like my wrestling inner wrestling fan, like wants to see that kind of stuff. But like, yeah, again, like the Andrew Bello doesn't want edge to die fucking you know taking super kicks with like dynamite shoes like i don't I, that doesn't need to happen so yeah All that's right. where i'm at edge and christian against the young bucks maybe and you know if they're gonna do if they're excuse me if they're gonna bring back um um uh the hardys and edge and christian and the dudleys just do freaking uh, the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros and, and throw a third tag team in there and have them do the freaking ladders, chairs, and fire match or whatever the fuck, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> they do it every month, every every week on, on television anyway. You know, like, just do that. I don't know. Striz, what's up? Striz-O-Matic 5,000. <clears throat> not even 3,000. He's 5,000. He's so far ahead in the future that, that we can't even begin to understand his perspective, but we're going to try. What's up? If, if you think the 5,000 is good, imagine what the government has. As far as Edge goes, I do think I'll move the needle a little bit for AEW because I think a lot of people will go and check out to see what he's doing. And, uh, and you know, believe it or not, I'm sure probably the whole reason that AEW ever signed Christian was to eventually bait the hook to see if they can get Edge over there. And I think that's a good investment. Right. And by the way, Christian's actually been killing it as a really good, dastardly heel. And uh, right. I don't, I couldn't care, care less if I ever saw a Christian match again, but his promos have been fantastic and incredible. He's in the best shape of his life, believe it or not. And uh, he's oh, his Edge helping make uh, Darby Allen and doing stuff like that. Yeah, they're both in great shape. Yeah. And, um, you know, WWE didn't offer him the money he wanted. They needed to get $200 million off of their books before the merger with uh, TKO. So that's what you do is, you know, you offer him short money. You know he's going to go somewhere else. But the whole Vince loyalty thing, yeah, that's – I don't know if it was ever really a loyalty thing to Vince. Like, I have to be loyal to Vince or I'd say I'm scared he's going to one day hold something against me. And, you know, that's pretty much what it is. It's not a I love the McMahons and everything they've ever done for me and my families. It's, well, Vince fucking – hold my job over my head one day and make me chase a carrot that, you know, will end up in me having to kiss his ass on TV. So the, the loyalty thing, you know, maybe worked for Undertaker, maybe John Cena, but that's about it. But even Undertaker was going to do that signing that, um, you know, they always did before the shows, you know what I mean? But then Vince pulled him out of that 
So, you know, this is even, even the taker when he's not, you know, a full-time employee will want to make money on the side doing stuff. So yeah. now, the loyalty issue I think is dead and that's, you know, that's it. That's, that's yeah. all there is. And uh, now the future of like no more, no more McMahon's. I mean, it does open up the, you know, um, you know, what, what will happen with other guys when their contracts come up? Like, like a Cena, you know, like, Hey, if, if, and I, and I believe that no if, if way Tony he's Khan, the one, well, listen, if Tony Khan said, cause he's got endless pockets and said, listen, right. I'll, I'll give you $20 million for one appearance. There's no, I don't, you, I would tell Vince, if I was Cena, go fuck yourself. He won't, but it'll say, listen, it's a $20 million gig. Who the hell would ever say no to that? When, you got to remember when Vince was coming up and he was scrapping and then trying to like pay for TV and all that other stuff, you know, like people th- say, oh, you shouldn't do that. You know, you shouldn't do that. You got to be loyal to the territory. So Vince is the one that broke all of the molds originally and never, you know, looked back to see those guys. So why should anybody do that to him? You know, it's just if a guy can make a payday like that, that's going to help support his family for like I'm talking like generational type right, right, wealth right. here. It's irresponsible to say no, really. You know, you go and you do the gig and you do it for your family and you make as much as you can out of it. Right. No, what they do with it after that. And, the, you know, the annals of history of wrestling is that that fucking matters one bit. Let yeah. them say whatever they want about it. Who cares? It doesn't matter. It's like the PWI 500. Who gives a fuck who number 17 was in 1996? Nobody doesn't fucking matter because <laughs> it's, it means nothing. So you go, you do your job and you get paid and you go the fuck home. That's all there really is to it. I, I like. I do think that Edge has a couple of matchups there that could be interesting. You know, um, you saw the picture of him with the Hardys and with Christian, and obviously they'll do something. But you know how you said a couple weeks ago, Billy Ray was like, "How did um, how did how did I get to a point where I said that'll never happen?" Is because I was the one that said, "How soon until Edge goes to AEW?" Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I, you know, it just seemed like it's, it's it's a natural switch at this point. I'm I'm just wondering how soon Beth will be jumping over there to help the women's division out. No, that's uh, it's probably a foregone conclusion that that's going to happen. It's, it's probably just, a double deal. Like, hey, right. you know, if you're going to bring me, you got to give my wife a deal. My too. wife, right, give sure. my wife another two million. You know. Yeah, because when you're in Tony Khan's, you know, you know, finances and stuff like, and you're living in literally as a billionaire in perpetuity, just because of all your compounding interest and investments so to 20 million bucks is literally like you and i would spend two bucks on a coffee it's crazy you know it's ridiculous yeah it's, it's it's insane and it's absurd but it's also the reality of the situation right no man i'm i'm i'm, I'm happy for him that he's got some dough bro you know what i mean like yeah, for uh, sure get your money go over there do your thing you know just don't kill yourself you know and and if your wife can get some money great great and yeah yeah like i mean i i think people will watch but only for a little bit it's not this isn't a permanent you know thing it's gonna bump the ratings a little bit and they're gonna go back down to what they were that, that that's the only thing like i mean and yeah there's I, i'll watch edge versus kenny omega but am i dying for it is what i mean like it's it's just not i'm just not you know like oh man i need to see edge versus kenny omega um it's it's not an, it's not it never crossed my mind up until three in the morning last night when I was whatever on Sunday when I was having a wrestle dream, you know. And I'm like, what the fuck is <laughs> yeah, that? Is a stupid name. What a fucking horrible name. Did you call God. it Melzer Dream? <laughs> yeah. it's just, He's the one having wrestle dreams. It's, it's, 
it's quite possibly the worst name for a pay-per-view ever in the history of wrestling. Or, or, or what or, if the following day after Wrestle Dream, none of that shit happened because it was all a dream. It was all a dream. They turn all the belts over to new people, and they come <laughs> right back on like the very first show, and everybody, <laughs> the old guys, have their belts. Like, it was just a dream. Talk about innovation. Talk about next level Damn, story. Try to hang. Talk about like Dallas. Damn. Yo, that would the, actually uh, be cool. I think I'd be I think I'd be okay with it if they did that. <laughs> Me too. I Do you remember so. you guys remember like the um what the, the that show Dallas from like the eighties, the early eighties? And well, there was a big thing where one character left or something. It was a big, big thing. And like at the end of the season, or somebody died, like they had a whole season. And then the very first uh, ep- uh episode of the next season was a guy waking up in this fever dream. He's all sweaty and hot, like, and his wife is laying next to him, who he had divorced during the thing, or she broke up with him, whatever. Like, none of the entire last season ended up happening, and they caught a lot of flack for that. But they ended up just rolling with it and going forward with all these new angles after that, and they had scrapped everything that you'd seen the previous season. That's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. We should do that, and AEW should so do that. And and the next pay per view after Wrestle Dream is Wrestle Awaken. Right? Is it really? And everybody, I don't know. I'm making this up. Oh. And they can all like wake up or whatever. They're like, oh shit! You know, everybody's awake and 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 they they imagined losing the titles, but in reality, they, then they realized it was just a dream. And they have the belts, and they have yeah. to wrestle those people again to to negate their dream in real life. So all the matches wow. from Wrestle Dream would translate to Wrestle Awaken or Wrestle Woke. You know, yes, they, they, they yeah. Democrat woke. Wrestle woke, and, and let's do it in New York City, the most woke city in the nation. We'll come over here or San Francisco, one of the two. Yeah, wrestle, yeah, wrestle woke, and and it'll be fantastic. Pay me for it. Later. Hey, Tony Khan is giving out money like it's nothing. Right. Come over to I the get mine. right. The eleven eleven boys, man. There's three of us, three million dollars. We're good. We're good. That's all we're asking for. We'll, we'll keep. That's not even the list in his pocket. I tell you what. I tell you what, if if I was sitting in the boardroom with Tony Khan, you only got to pay me five hundred grand. I'll take five hundred grand. You know, if, if I'm sitting there and he's like, "Well, we're gonna call it Wrestle Dream," be like, "Tony, that's stupid. Why is that stupid? I thought about it last. It's the fucking worst name ever. Wrestle Dream." And I'll guarantee you, he came up with that in fourth grade. Oh yeah, he's like I'm gonna call this one Wrestle Dream. Wrestle Dream. Yeah, and, and, yeah. No, absolutely. That's exactly. And and then his his. Uh, on his make a character and shit in in in, in the in, in whatever wrestling game is out now, that's the main pay-per-view is Wrestle Dream or whatever. Like it's some corny ass shit, dude. I'm like, I mean, who the fuck let that happen? I'm sorry. I know I'm good, but who was there and said, Yes, no, this is a I'm, good idea. I'm stuck on this idea. I love this. I love the idea of them like, all right, you do it, you do a pay-per-view where like maybe they just like run like a very light fog machine throughout the whole arena the whole night. <laughs> and commentary like makes reference to it but they don't really like ask like what the fuck is this but they just kind of allude to the fog and you just is there a harp playing in the background very yes yeah just like very subtle like kind of hints that you might in fact be in a dream and they book like the craziest card ever like it's not only bizarre it's not like a five-star match sort of card like it's almost like give the boys and girls a night off it's just like crazy outcomes, like like interim WWE champion the Brian Kendrick sort of outcomes, like nice. just all of it, like <laughs> that kind of shit happens, like or like you know all of a sudden you know 
this this person's losing to that person these people are tagging together for some unknown reason even though they were feuding like literally on wednesday and it's uh, like diy yeah you just have like a whole gimmick everything's crazy the whole night ends like fucking a woman's the heavyweight champion like everything just madness ensues and then they show back up on on wednesday and everything's exactly as it was and, the, and, previous and the announcers are yawning the entire night they're yawning yeah. Every time, I mean, the 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 uh, color comment, the commentary crew, they're just they're just yawning, and then they have uh, nightcaps on. Right, right, <laughs> and, and and a unicorn runs across. Nobody says anything about it. It just runs across the ring. They act like it doesn't happen. There's a leprechaun sitting in the audience. Shit like that. Nobody <laughs> says anything about it, and and you and then Nia Jax and Awesome Kong show up out of nowhere, and, and they both take big shits in the ring, and that's their match. <laughs> We're gonna have the biggest shit, biggest shit in the ring, and, and whoever wins gets gets the AEW title. Um, that's what I mean. Hey, hey dude, we did it here first, right here. The, I mean, listen, wrestle dream. It was all the dream. You see, read right. Word Up magazine. Right, he's paying everybody for their music. Let's use Biggie Smalls, right? And and let's use. We used to read Word Up magazine. Um. They caught Tupac's killer, apparently. Yeah, he confessed. He confessed and, and, and everybody knew he had killed him, but they brought him in and arrested arrested his ass. It is not a dream. You're in jail, motherfucker. And 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 uh and uh, uh the speaker of the house is also no longer the speaker of the house. It is not a dream. What was a dream was that your stupid ass was actually the speaker of the house for a couple of months. Nobody right. should have let you had that position in the first place. Right. Now it only took ninety five times to vote for the guy to get in there incredible bro yeah. incredible anyway it was all a dream this is a dream this whole podcast is a dream it's not even really happening okay and i'm trying to wake you up and i'm trying to tell you but you don't get it regardless of that other thing so edge we, we went over that i want to talk about uh the the worst moment in pro wrestling history right because i i had to i had to i had to talk to my boy um my little guy and put him on to the Shockmaster. He, he, my, my, my little guy is a wrestling aficionado. He, he keeps telling me that I don't know anything about wrestling. And I think he's absolutely right at this point. He, because I, I am, I am, I've reached the point. And there was one, at one time when I was doing a, 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 um, at onewrestling.com with Bill After that I could not be wrong. Every week I was right about everything and forever I was right about everything. And now I'm just sitting there and I'm like, what's going on? Because it's not the Vince McMahon era, era anymore. And I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I have to, I have to figure this out again. My son is telling me you're off. You're completely off, you know? Um, and, um, and, and we were talking and I was, I put him on to the shock master and he was like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life, but I can't stop watching it. <laughs> so five, six times. It was, it was hilarious. So I, I, I want to talk about the worst moments in professional wrestling history, and there are very many, right? Um, um, Bells, what, what's the worst moment in professional wrestling history for you? Yeah, I'm keeping it vague. Uh, late stage WCW. Um, Ar- Arquette, Russo, the, sh- oh. the electric fence, uh, the wall. I mean, good Lord. Like, uh, all just the, all just pretty much, yeah, anything just WCW related in general, it gets pretty hacky, but uh, yeah, late late stage kind of like falling apart desperately grasping for relevancy wcw was yeah that was kind of it no man you you just made a, a hell of a 
uh, 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 you just, you know, light bulbs just went off in my, in my brain because I totally forgot about that. David Arquette winning the WCW title was, could be the worst moment in professional wrestling. That was something else. I, I, and, and I couldn't understand that for the life of me. I'm like, because of the movie? Uh, who wrote that? Like, who put that together? Like, they were doing this movie that was that sucked, by the way, about professional wrestling. I forgot what it was. Uh, uh, let's it, not get it, crazy. Well, what do you mean? <laughs> that movie, what, you, the movie's great. Good? Oh, yeah. You right? it was, it's a classic. Get the hell out of here. Wait, what, are you, what are you saying? Are you serious? It's a classic. It's right up there it's with the dream. Marine. This is a dream. And, it's got to uh, be a dream. Fast Eight. Godfather <laughs> 3. Wrestle Dream. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest movie ever. Um, the, all no, the I fact enjoy Ready to Rumble. Movies, I, I mean, come on. I guess. I, I don't know. I thought it was horrible. Um, all the all the Fast and the Furious movies, they're, they're not my thing. I think it's ridiculous. But the worst one is Tokyo Drift. Go watch that shit if you want to see an awful fucking movie. Oh, my God. Little Bow Wow's in it. That's all I got to tell you. Awful shit. But anyway, David Arquette winning that WCW title was, was fucking hands down. It's top three without a doubt, right? With, with, I mean, I think Stris, what do you think about that? It's top, top uh, three. You know, I, I, I didn't care about it at the time. I just, I knew WCW wasn't long for this world when that happened, but Fuck. so it didn't seem like it mattered. And uh, they'd already put it on non, you know, wrestlers at that point, anyhow. So, like, who? Big deal. Like, fucking, didn't Russo have the belt at that time, too? And, like, like they were doing all types of weird shit. Like, Medusa was the cruiserweight champion. They're just trying to try it throw anything at the wall and see if it stuck because they were just bleeding out. Right. They started bleeding out long before Arquette had the belt. And, you know, they're still around for a little while after that, too. It's just, you know, it was what it was. But, uh, you know, for me, I think the most, dis- it was, I don't know if it was the worst moment, but the most disappointing because I was still kind of a kid at the time was the gobbledygooker at Survivor Series. Oh, yeah. Because I kept thinking, oh man, it's gonna be like a light heavyweight championship belt. I can't wait. I can't. I talked myself into believing that that's exactly what it was gonna be. Like it couldn't possibly be anything else. It's gotta be that because I had seen one in Japan and thought it was the coolest thing and saw one in like Continental or something like that. And I was like, wow, a light heavyweight belt in WWF is gonna be so cool. You start building up all these things in your head, and then it was the gobbledygooker, and I was like, my jaw like dropped. Like, are you kidding me? And it was like the first time that something happened in WWF. I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> and I was like, oh, they never dropped the ball on anything. But that was fucking horrendous. Like, WWE has always been able to, you know, hold, you know, pot up the crowd sounds and make everything sound like as if everybody's just ejaculating at the same time over every single thing that ever happens. But this was so bad that the crowd was like booing it out of the building and Roddy Piper was laughing his ass off at it. It was just terrible. Oh, no. Oh, no, what? What? He's queuing up the video. But he digs down deep, Mike, and brings it back. So, so, Holy crap. I would have never. Look at Kimberly, dude. That's the best part of this this entire thing. Look at this. Here's wrestling history. Spear! Holy crap! Cover him! There's no referee, guys. Where's the ref? Holy crap! 
Holy crap. Uh, what well, I mean, what what did Tony, did Tony Schiavone like like throw up in his mouth during that? He must have. Well, I I think this is the worst. I, I've changed my mind, Bells. I, I mean, I I thought it was the Shockmaster, but I think I think you might have a point here. This, yeah. First off, there was so much about WCW that was awful at that point. But damn it, man! I I I I, I was young. Were you born? Dude, did you, do you remember this, Bells? Like, I mean, did you watch it on television? Did, did you care? How oh, old were you? Like nine yeah, years I, old. Yeah, I was probably, I was relative. I was like, yeah, probably early or pre-teens, early teens. I don't know, something along those lines. But yeah, I mean, I was still kind of paying attention to wrestling. Definitely less WCW at that point because it had just gotten so ridiculous. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, I heard about it when, when Arquette won. I mean, it's I crazy. eventually was able to go back and find it. But it was just, yeah, it was silly. It was just so unnecessary uh but he did it he did get his comeuppance eventually uh, as everyone knows he eventually had a match with nick gage at a indie show and dude that documentary was dope actually nearly died so yeah there's that why what happened he um he uh he uh nick gage he he, cut his cut his throat with with what glass yeah man like legit uh in in this uh because he's a freaking maniac. I don't freaking know. He didn't do it on purpose. I think I, I don't know, or he did. Oh I don't remember. God. I remember the documentary being fantastic. I saw it on a plane. Um, I, David David Arquette against the world, I think, or something like that. It was. I don't remember, but it was it was something fucking like fantastic. That. And and it shows David Arquette trying to redeem himself as a professional wrestler. And he went down to Mexico and he's wrestling people on the sidewalks. Doing it, it was really good. It was it was a charming movie. By the end of it, you're you're cheering for the guy. Like you want him to succeed at least that's what i was like oh, i want david arquette to be doing well and then he fought nick gage um <laughs> that, was that the end of the, the, the movie no uh, there was a little bit more after that but it was kind of the end um yeah he, he almost died like legit almost died. good lord yeah and and he sat there and took it and i i'd, I'd have beat the fuck out of nick gage you did, did some shit like that to, well i would have been in the hospital yeah, but after no, that, I'm, I'm not t- going anywhere near nick gage um <laughs> I'm not, right. I'm not even gonna pretend to threaten him. Let's uh, let's move on before we get our throat slit by light bulbs. Ah, uh, so I'm not fucking David Arquette, dude. Good, good <laughs> luck. Anyway, here, here is uh, uh, the debut of the Shockmaster. Sid Vicious was so like intense the entire time like there was never a non-intense moment yeah, yeah. and and surfer's thing is better than crow's thing i'm sorry agreed Do people talk like that in real life? Like yeah. all the time? In Alabama, I, they do. Damn. Thank God they don't because Sid Vicious is scaring the fuck out of me from the past right now. I'm like, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm happy I'm wearing my brown shorts right now. You should be. And what was her name, Striz? I remember. I'm sorry? Right here. Her name in the back. The, the, the Fifi. Main, Fifi, right? Fifi. Yeah, Ric Flair married her. He did? Mm-hmm. They're married Woo! right now. Tell everybody who your partner is. Well, do you want me to tell you? Right? 
Fuck Colonel Sanders. Dude, just you're completely up. out of control. Two Ric Flair getting the fuck out of here right now. Like he's gone. He's like, I'm leaving. He literally got and left right now. Yeah, this is completely out of control. Other than the shock. No, it's not David Boy is blocking Sting from the camera. What a fucking idiot! <laughs> He's like, no the camera. The camera. <laughs> Everybody, they're all they're all fired. Fucking they're waiting for the for the shock master. He's like, you want to know? You want to know? I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna let Ugh. Sting tell you. Like, what the fuck? Is I am painful. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's my favorite part. I don't, oh, know, I don't know who is that in the background, but he's like, oh, God. Let me watch. Listen. Here we go. Let me flip it back a little bit. Here's the Shockmaster. Poor fucking Tunko. I told you. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All these months of planning, the bedazzling of this helmet uh, took hours yes. of labor. It took minutes. Oh, my God. Go on. Then he just stands there. This is the most awkward thing ever. Because they're waiting for Ole Anderson to do the right. fucking mic spot in the back. And, and then when Ole starts talking, you can hear him laughing before he starts talking. Hold on. Yo, Sid gets the MVP for the freaking segment. Like everybody was just standing there looking at each other. Shockmaster's pointing at nothing, saying nothing, and Sid's like, "Something needs to happen here." So he just started to talk. So you're the man that rules the world. They call me the Shockmaster. You've ruled the world long enough, Sid Vicious. Get ready. Come on, you want a piece of me? Oh, God. You want a piece of me? <laughs> Come and get me. Come after me, Sid. I'm ready. Along with Davy Boy, Sting, and Dusty Rhodes. This is almost as bad as Wrestle Dream. Like, this should this should be on Wrestle If this uh, was not a Wrestle Dream, I'd get it. This is, this is just straight from Shakespeare. This is fucking Ball. masterful. Ball. At the war games until then. <laughs> Yo, and what the hell was that about? Like, it's it's quite possibly one of the worst promos ever cut. It's well, and it that's well terrible. scripted, well executed. Billy Ray, as usual, you have no idea what you're talking about. I have no You're probably right. But you want a piece of me? You want a piece of me? I'm the shock master. Look at me when I'm talking. He didn't even say, look at me when I'm talking to you. That might have made it a little bit better. You want a piece of me and Dusty Rhodes and Del Boca Vista? <laughs> you want a piece of me? Del Boca Vista. Phase two. <laughs> Anybody in the chat that knows what, you should know where that is. Anybody in the chat and what that's about. But if you do, put it in the chat and we'll give you a chicken dinner at some point. I don't know. I'm not promising. <laughs> chicken, chicken dinner is what you will get. Anyway, no, I I thought that I mean these are all right. So we got David Arquette, we got freaking uh, the Shockmaster. We got to get the Gobbledygooker and, and show that. 
but also uh, Jim Farmer's uh, promo is <sighs> is like like classic. Worse. I don't think there's anything worse than that, right? I mean, the, 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 this is it. This this is what makes it right. This is what makes the Mount Rushmore of the worst moments in professional wrestling history, right? Like the cringe moment. I'm looking at you. Yeah, bro. I was just, I was just, no, I'm, yeah, I'm just saying, I'm starting to like formulate worst wrestling moments could be interpreted in a different way. And yes, yeah. the most, the worst cringe type moments is, is, yeah, because yeah, I've, my, I just went to a dark place. I don't want to go there. Yeah, like that's why I changed it to cringe moments because yeah, I was thinking the worst moments. In, there's a lot of really bad moments in professional wrestling. There were. But as far as like cringe, funny stuff that we can laugh at, uh, this is it. Uh, Striz, thoughts on a Shockmaster? I don't know why they thought it would be a good idea to have him anyway. I mean, it was just nothing wrong with Fred Ottman. He's a super sweetheart guy, but look at everybody that's in that promo. You know, and, that, and Fred was a huge dude, six eight. They're all like six three to six eight album jacked to the fucking gills. And here's a dude who's forty years old with a big old belly, no arms, and it's just like this doesn't look good. Like when they put it together in the back, then they go, this doesn't really look like something we should be doing. Like the stormtrooper helmet with glitter on it. The very masculine. If you ask me the fur coat that goes with it. Very, very masculine. Then like, it's, I don't know. It looks like it was set up to fail, but it wasn't, it was set up to try to get over. And that's the terrible part is like, somebody thought this was a great idea. And then they actually got into production, but that's like just so WCW, not just then, but like, Always like day late and a dollar short on everything. Like never rehearse your shit. Never much. like go over anything. Like oh well, everything. Let's just wing it. Let's just wing it. Like because it's just lazy management and like not wanting to get the guys to do what they need to do to get everybody standing on their marks for you. Know, this is a television product, so let's face the fucking camera. Let's not put our all of our backs you know to the camera so nobody can see who's talking or what's being said in this. <laughs> Just an absolute schmazz that would never happen in WWF. Back when I was doing jobs and like they were still doing um, Brother Love Show at the time, and it, and uh, um, um, Bruce Pritchard himself would produce the segment, and he would go on the mark and he would be talking to the guys who were involved. He'd have the cameramen in position where they were going to be standing and they'd have like, okay, you're going to be here and like saying he's talking to Harvey Whippleman. You're going to be right here and then so-and-so is going to be right here. I'm going to be right here. And so when I say this, I'm going to go to you. We're going to shoot to number camera number two. That's going to be a close-up just of your head. That's just your face. The whole TV. So when you're talking, you have to look right into the camera. I want you to look into it. And he, he overproduced the same. But if you go back and watch those things, they're so well planned that as they're snapping the cameras, they're always in the right spot at the right time. And I actually, as I was watching that, it's just like a 18, 19 year old kid there just to do jobs. Like I learned so much by watching Bruce Pritchard do that stuff that as I became a producer later on, I remembered like other things. I was like, I have to do it like this. Cause then the guys, they're, when they're just, their brains are only set for wrestling. They're only thinking about moves in a ring and what's going to get a crowd to pop and a big finish. Nothing about how do I do this for the people at home? Not just the people in the arena, but how do I work this for people at home? And the stuff that goes outside of the ring, the stuff that actually makes you a star, being able to talk on cue, being able to hit your times, getting the crowd behind you in a promo to sell tickets. Because back in the day, it was all about house show money, not about TV rights. So you have to understand how to do all of these things. So as a producer, you can help pinpoint things and show guys, here's how you want to time this. I want you to be counting in your head. After I say this, go. 
hit your response. It's like music. It's kind of timing. And the best timing has the, the best responses. And if you don't know any of that stuff and you haven't worked on TV or for TV, it's just it's you wouldn't think to do it. Yeah. But once you've been shown how to do that, everything starts to fall into its place. And there's a rhythm and a timing and I see how everything works. Like even the greats, like the, the comedians from like the 1930s and 40s when they're on film. And then Jerry Lewis later in the 50s and 60s, they use that comedic timing, that pace like of the cell and then the slow deadpan. And then the shot of the other guy realizing the other guy is mad. It's all about timing. And this had literally none of that. It was, it was like, all right, we got about 10 to 15 minutes. We're going to bring out the shock master. We're live in five minutes. Get out there, guys. Get on your street. Like, what? Okay, what are we doing? Because the way Sid was just yelling, and the other guys are going, and Sid doesn't even shut up. He just talks over them. Like, you all have microphones, asshole. Like, fucking let them get a word in edgewise, and then hit them with something else. Don't just eat them alive on the fucking thing. It is just completely terrible for one. So I, I do think that's worse than the David Arquette thing, because any booker... Well, I don't know, because WC was so terrible at the time. Say any booker could have gotten themselves out of that, but they were so far in the hole that, if anything, it was maybe a cherry on top, but it certainly wasn't the ice cream. You know what I mean? It, it, it helped, and maybe to help finish it off, but it certainly didn't. wasn't the beginning of the end of WCW. No, 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 absolutely not. That, that came way later. But regardless of that, uh, those are the worst moments in professional wrestling history, ladies and gentlemen. I had a couple other quickies too. Uh, yeah, yeah. We had a May Young giving birth to a hand was obviously a, a pretty rough Very one. Bad. Um, right. The 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 PG era as it continues. Uh, let, let's just go there because let's face it, wrestling was way more interesting when it was a little bit more vulgar. Um, right. But th- then uh, the re-signing of Cody Rhodes. Uh, that's <laughs> definitely one of them. Uh, yeah, that's, that's it. That's the whole list. Yeah, can I say something, Bells? Absolutely. Go ahead. I, this may change the way you think about me, buddy. And I just remember that I love you when I say this. I like the PG stuff. How dare you, sir? You're not allowed I'm to have sorry. an opinion that varies from mine. You're I'm practically sorry. Satan, and we're no longer friends. Oh, the goon? The goon you know was what? awful. You get no more intros. Oh, damn. What the hell did you do? sucks. Um, I take it back. <laughs> I want rated X wrestling. <laughs> I want full penetration in the ring. Uh, right, we, yeah, we're no, coming no. full force. That's what we're gonna do. All right, we're getting up out of here. The eleven eleven. I'm, I'm just talking about the occasional brawn panty match. Okay, I'm not. I don't need. To, that's all. It's all I really want. The the occasional with, with, with match where with it who? suits. I don't know. With, with, Would either with of you two guys let your kids watch at the ages they are now if that if they were doing brawn panty matches? Yeah. I'd let them watch. Yeah, yeah. probably mine too. I yeah. I'll let her watch they're, Deadpool. I think I've crossed the threshold at this point. Yeah, they're they're fine. My kids are fine. They're yeah, fine. I, 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 Deadpool I is probably worse. That's for sure. Right, probably. Yeah. And, and and I don't. Quite frankly, I don't want to see Nia Jackson, Raquel, whatever the hell in the broad pad. Yeah. That'd be the only way I'd book it. <laughs> her, her and Piper Niven. <laughs> Good lord. Uh, it, it will be a draw. Somebody would watch. Anyway, all right. Let's get sure. up out of here. All right. What's up? What's up, Bells? Tell the people where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on X, X. at the Andrew Bello. That's T H to the E A N to the D R E W B E double L O. And oh. uh, also available on YouTube at the same address. Damn. That's me. Sour B. What's going on, Striz? What you got? Tell the people where they can find you. Uh, well, uh, find me on the 
at at Strangler Steve underscore. And now I'll try to remember next week to set out the show thing. Sorry about that to everybody that was looking forward to it. But uh, mm-hmm. it was a busy week at work this week, and it just slipped by me, and uh, it was all Bella's fault. Go <laughs> <laughs> eat on somebody. So I'll take it. I'll take hey, all the heat. They're afraid oh. of you. They Yo, Bells. Hey, What's Bells, up, I got Lowe's? a question for you. I got to tell you something, son. Hey, I'll catch your punk ass down the road. Ah. And that's not a dream. It's not a dream. That's the real deal. All right. But you're going to be down the road. And I'm not going to be there. I'm just, you know, it's it's going to be some crazy, something crazy like that is going to go down. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. This is the 1111 Boys WLR, ladies and gents. Tune in next week. We will do the shout outs next week. We'll think of something dope. Well, Striz will think of something dope. And we will talk about it here. And uh, let's see if the world hasn't fallen apart from here to then. And we will uh, talk about professional wrestling tomorrow. Edge, uh, Adam Copeland debuts on AEW right. Dynamite. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting word now. He's going to be wrestling Orange Cassidy in a, oh, uh, in, a in an evening gown match. Weirdly yeah, enough, and and, and <laughs> Orange Cassidy will go over and win uh, and defend his title that he no longer has, but he'll win it, win it back at some point. And and uh, it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be fantastic. I, I can't wait to see the nonsense that goes on there. It, it, whatever. I, I want to end on a high note, okay? I'm interested and I want to see what, what develops over there. So shouts to them. My, I want to see what happens with Mommy and, 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 uh, and uh, you know, um, Dominic. Did Dominic win the belt back? Yes, he did. He did? Of course he did. He had to win it back. Very good. Very good. I'm very happy. About but that. they're they're really making Trick Williams off of this, and he's doing a great job. Yeah, I haven't watched. Oh, and you you like him, man. You like him. To tie What's this up? all back to Edge, too, if they are going to start like giving shtick that Edge did to people, like if they could have somebody do the whole like win lose one elimination chamber, win the other elimination chamber, like they did with Edge, which was fucking awesome. By the way, I think it was like a. 2010 2011 whenever it is give all that shit to dom dom let dom dom fucking do that shit i would be all in on dom 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 being like the predominant shysty mega heel on on uh, programming for a while i gotta tell you that guy's my favorite thing in wrestling right now is dom dom i love it i love everything he's doing everything are fantastic but dom dom bro is fucking on another level of fucking great I see him on Instagram doing shit. He's hilarious, bro. That that kid, he's fucking good, bro. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. Billy the Kid, Mecca G, Cody Loads. You know the deal. You know you know where to find a kid. You know what I do. And if you don't know what I do, I'm not gonna tell you because it's all a dream, you know. So wake up, motherfuckers. We're getting up out of here. Eleven, eleven. Make a make a wish, all right? <laughs> Stress. Tell them what's up before we get out of here. I like big kitties. That's right. Big kitties. Bye. Boom. Peace.